2: To Web here on Webmaster Radio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beans SEO. And, uh, you know, we got him on the line immediately because, well, he's the kind of guy you want around as much as possible. The head dojo master himself, David Harry, is also joining us on the show. Um, today, of course, we're going to be talking about Hummingbird because there really is a hell of a lot else to talk about. Um, I mean, really, this is,
3: Okay. Uh, better the over there. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's the hummingbird uh, mascot that
1: <laughs> we Yeah,
2: very-
4: I just confess that was that was the total accident of something on my desk. No,
2: <laughs> oh, okay, I lied. You don't have a hummingbird mascot. Thanks, Dave. It makes me look like a liar on the air, eh? Um, Okay. Uh, again, there's not a lot to talk about. It's, it's funny, you know what? They, last week we said that uh, the removal of non-referral has to be the biggest story in SEO, or one of the biggest stories in SEO history. And then the next day, Google says, "Ah, we pumped you. We actually." <laughs> let's, uh, Wasn't it awesome. Let's say, yeah, so just search Everybody search, was up in arms about
3: noticed. one. The other one hit, and it was like, "Whoa!" Well, indeed, <laughs> last, you know what?
2: Last week was a crazy week because four major, major changes happened. We had, uh, you know, the first thing, lack of, uh, lack of keyword. A non-referral went to 100%, or went almost to 100%. Uh, hashtags included uh, in, in Google search, and a lot more social coming into Google search. Um, what was the other one? Um,
3: knowledge Graph Expanded. Um, that's the one. Knowledge Graph Expanded quite a bit, and... The and, and, of, and on a side note, and I don't it. even know if it's connected, but we also lost key, uh, the query data in Webmaster Tools. That I think is slowly coming back now. It might be back by today, but that also disappeared. So you got to wonder: Did when they flipped the switch and they're not provided, did that break Webmaster Tools? Who knows?
2: Well, indeed, there was uh, there was also Monday's. Uh, oh my God, they're all gone. Scare! <laughs> 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 oh, and oh, and 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 yeah, it's probably worth adding that Google changed their search engine. Um, <laughs> they didn't add a new algorithm, they changed their search engine. <laughs> That's the effect of, what, of, of the new algorithm called Hummingbird. So, given all of that, and uh, but, by the way, uh, David Harry, aren't you Mr. Causation is, or Coincidence Isn't Causation or something like that? Yeah, well, yeah. No, no, no. So, <laughs> we're going to be asking a lot of questions that border on coincidence causation or causality uh, 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 in the realm of uh, coincidence causality so pre-apology um, it's going to happen so yesterday a funny thing happened on my way, on my way uh, through my office I got a call from, uh, from my sister-in-law who's a herptologist that uh, that means she's a snake enthusiast um, or herpty I think they call themselves Well, lizards,
3: so. turtles, they all come in there
2: okay. lizards, turtles, reptiles yeah. Does that work? Uh, yep, there you go. A reptilo- reptilologist. But I think <laughs> that the technical term is herpologist, okay? And they've just launched a new website called canherp.com. C-A-N-H-E-R-P.com. C-A-N-H-E-R-P dot com. Canherp. I'm not even going to go <laughs> up with a latex. Well, not without latex, anyway. No. Um, okay, <laughs> canherp.com. So it's a... It's a website about, um, you know, they collecting reptiles and 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 care of reptiles, and uh, there's been some controversy in Canada about uh, people collecting large snakes. I, there was a, you know, a careless collector caused the death of two children in uh, the Maritimes a couple of months ago, and since then there's been a debate in Canada, so the website can't hurt, they wanted to know. They just launched a site, and the question to me was, how do we, you know, make this the most important uh, website about about snakes and keeping snakes as pets, etc., in Canada. Well, the truth is the call came in the late afternoon, Kay, and I was, you know how I get, right? You know, Mr. Smartass. And, uh, they really wanted to get a big launch, and all I, I was thinking about this article I was writing about Hummingbird. And so, I pitched them an idea, and uh, I, I, I want to pitch it at you guys to see if you guys think it was a really good idea or not, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. And, uh, my reading of Hummingbird says it wants to take a, a number of different signals, including social, you know, video. Um, it wants to see things like uh, tagged really well, tagged properly, and it wants to be able to answer questions. That's what Google seems to want to do with uh, with with hummingbird is answer questions. And it seems to be reacting to the social world in the biggest of ways. So here's here, here here's the plan. Here's here's what I pitched to them. We create a video called Goodbye, Mr. Bud. Now, that, you know, that could be a sad <laughs> video about, you know, somebody having to take their elderly bunny to the um, you know, the Great Bunny Ranch. Or it could be a video about a snake eating a rabbit. Now I don't like snakes. They weird me right out. Now, that, that's nothing to say about, you know, people who do like snakes or snakes as a pet or anything. Personally, they just weird me right out, okay? They don't got legs. Which, you know. um, but I got to tell you, I would watch in horrid, horrid fascination, horrified fascination, I would watch a snake, a constricting snake, eat a rabbit. Now, if they were to put this video up and they were to title it like something really, like, you know, cutesy, like, goodbye, Mr. Buddy, and they were to put like, maybe a little ribbon or something in the rabbit's hair. Um, you would have the animal rights activists just go apeshit. They would freak. They would go to town on social media about how bad this was. Na- naturally, right? I would mean, not expect them to. I would hope they would, in fact. Because everybody who is a reptile lover, everybody who is interested in keeping snakes and such, would come to the website's defense immediately. Well, this is the circle of life. This is what naturally happens. How do you think we're supposed to feed our snakes, our snakes, our family? You know, that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm saying insto-community. So what do you guys think? Smart idea or stupid? <laughs> Does it have to be an either-or? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, as an example of how one should react to hummingbird, how's that then? Now, I'm not saying go kill buddies. I'm not saying go, go, no voodoo stuff. Don't go kill buddies just because of Hummingbird. But, you know, uh, uh, insightful uh, viral video that's going to get played in the social media and everything going back to that website.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the, again, with the whole, like, the whole bloody uh, <laughs> uh, Hummingbird thing, it, it, it's a large degree. Let, let me, my the best quote at this point from a Googler was, Google, uh, Hummingbird pays more attention to each word in the query, ensuring that the whole query isn't taken into account. So if a resulting page is a bit less strong in general, but it's most relevant to your search terms, that that was the result you'll get. Um, if there are plenty of relevant matches to your search terms, Hummingbird does a better job of picking up the strongest page for you. So, so the way I've been trying to explain this, I think the easiest way for people to wrap their heads around it is what they're doing is query expansion or different ways of query analysis. You know, when we were watching things going on with query analysis a month or so ago, it was after they made their mention of, you know, we're going to spank the payday loan the space and all this. Oh, no, I think we've lost David Harry. I think
2: we have two. Okay, well, um, he was about to say that that was the smartest idea he's heard all day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you made it hard, Jim. You made it hard because of the example. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think I think. putting it in the various contexts that we might actually put it in, i.e., we don't want to kill small, adorable things, um, certainly not, you know, Maybe if you're a snake owner, you do that, but, but you don't necessarily to want to do this age. publicly. Nobody
0: <laughs>
4: wants to buddy, but like, but, and, and you're right, though. It would be it would be morbidly popular. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it would be <laughs>
2: freak them right out. Oh my god, it would freak them out.
4: Um, and and it, it probably would work. Now, I guess the question then becomes: Would it work? to to accomplish higher rankings which is I think I think the end you know yes it would work yes it would rank highly on video search yes it would cause an outrage would it would those social signals turn into direct links and direct social signals to your site so would a like on your YouTube channel I mean and we all know there is some relevance but would it tie into a big enough bang for you um you know, in rankings. If we want to talk about would it work as a marketing strategy, I think the answer is yes. I mean, you know, you look at will it blend, that worked um you know and it, it didn't need oh, to I, I, I
1: was oh, okay yeah we're not with
4: going with dude. blending oh, rabbits God. now you <laughs> oh, you sick dave <laughs> <laughs> but but you know so it doesn't have to tie you know directly into rankings it can work in and of itself there's a three times or 300% um, increase in the company's sales um you know even without higher rankings just because of the the, the will of blend um you know sort of series of videos so would you get higher sales Maybe or or higher popularity. Maybe would it get awareness? Maybe would that video alone, though, tie into higher rankings? No. Is, I think your question.
2: No, not alone. Of course not. No, 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 no. Um, I as David Harry was was about to about saying where I think he's going. Um, Google is expanding the way it looks at your query, and then uh, you know trying to match up more and more information, draw more information that matches with the intent of your query. He may be about to come back. Um, so what you what you would need to do? I mean, that video is all about getting information or get getting the word of the website's existence out, creating some sort of controversy that a large group of people react to, and more importantly, building community out of the defenders of. Now, um, by the way. I, it wasn't a serious suggestion. I don't think anybody should be the for the, the death of a rabbit in a snake's jaw. Although, it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, the idea was to get sustained social media attention. And to continue building that website, which legitimately gives a lot of information on cryptology, uh, uh, Right. Google wants to answer questions. You know, um, now unfortunately, the fellow who has probably studied is back. <laughs> Sorry, man, lagged out there. No worries. I was about to say probably the person who's studied hummingbird more than I can think of anybody in the industry to this point. <laughs> Google, um, Google must have heard me talking.
3: Shut <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me, me off. <laughs> <me adversity for laughs> Shut <shutting laughs> him down. Okay, <laughs> hey, David, Sorry, you were uh, saying
2: that about you were saying about six weeks ago.
3: Uh, you and Terry Van Horn were poking around, and you noticed something different. Well, it's just what they call query classification, meaning how they they understand a query and deciding which results to bring back. And they were kind of mixing more informational results into traditionally transactional spaces and, and stuff of that nature. So, like. So it's almost like a hybrid of results w- with what they're going to do or what they're doing with or potentially doing, I guess, with Hummingbird. If you had like where to get blue widgets, where can I find blue widgets, where do I buy blue widgets, where can I buy blue widgets? Traditionally, almost, you know, decal model, people would target a page to almost every exact type of query. Like you'd have exact match titles and stuff to try and target a page. Whereas they'll, now they'll figure, you know, okay, we know that the person, you know, 15% of all queries every day are search terms they've never encountered before. So if we know the searcher's trying to get to this end result, why are we serving up based, you know, taking out stop words? Look what the guy said as far as we're looking at every word. If the intent of this query is the same as the intent of this query based upon that that they're seeing from users that finish a search task, why not amalgamate the results you're going to show? Meaning you're almost going to show the same results for all four of those queries when in the past you wouldn't have? You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question. How much does individual behavior come into play? Um, Well, I think it's a a large part of it, but more like I said, it's more based on the fact that no two people search for something the same. Like, I mean, take, you know, I I used to take a laptop into the pub with, I know my friends laugh and say I'm pathetic, but I sit and ask, you know, (laughs) someone, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? The pub has Wi-Fi, I tell someone to go find something and sit them in front of Google and sure enough, five different people have approached that search text five different ways with different words. And, and that's what this, you know, and I think a large part of this too is aimed at mobile, right? The, the coming of voice search, the, you know, they, got a, they bought Android, they bought Motorola, I, you know, the conversational search that's also coming with this. You know, if you've looked at any of that conversational that came out a while back, you know, you could say, you know, uh, how old is Barack Obama? And it comes back and tells you, but it gives a knowledge graph card showing that. If you, then you follow that up by saying, who is he married to? You don't actually have to say, who is Barack Obama married to? It takes that implicit search task that you run before and expands it to the next one. And sure enough, it'll tell you, you know, um, Michelle you know, Obama, da, da, da. You know, and then if uh, the one I did last week, I said, uh, where is she from? And it said she brought back a knowledge graph card for Chicago, right? So you can combine these conversational search tasks along a path that may not, in the past, have sounded like they're related to each other.
2: So, so how does Google deal with it when, like, you got a serious Tihuatlán Republican who repeatedly asks where Obama's from and won't accept the answer?
3: that's when your browser just your chrome just freezes up and closes it goes all Siri on you
2: right gets all cold and metallic Um, directs you into the water
1: yeah
3: yeah. so yeah I think a large part of this is get mobile and the fact that people with voice search aren't going to be switching things the same way either that they're going to use more of a conversational style people don't talk in words right I mean people talk in words they don't talk Yeah, yeah
2: I used the example the other day in, the, uh, in, a Facebook, uh, in a Facebook conversation group. I used the example that, you know, when I'm in front of my keyboard, I will be typing uh, pizza delivery in my neighborhood of Toronto, North York. I'm on my phone, on the other hand. You know, I, I do voice search on my phone. I'm like, hey, phone, I want a pizza delivered. Because that's, that's,
3: that's what I call my phone, hey, phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Price, you don't have a pet name for it, to be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, that's it. People have phones. phone heard you know, when where I and I get some sushi. Where can I get some sushi? Is what you would literally, you know, say <laughs> it into your phone, and yeah. it's going to IP geolocate you and show you options around. It.
2: So uh, again, just to, to go back to something you said a, a few moments ago, this is Google trying to get ahead of how people will be searching uh, through voice search, mobile search, Google Glasses. I mean. It, I've been seeing all these pictures coming out of SMX East, SMX New York, with uh, you know, everybody wearing like Danny Sullivan or Barry Schwartz's Google glasses. Um, so this is, again, Google trying to get ahead of this curve.
3: I, I think so, yeah. You know what I mean? This is, again, it, I think this is heavily skewed towards mobile and, and where they see things going. You know what I mean? That, that yes, people are going to be using voice search more and and, and they're going to be using more conversational type of search when they're doing it. So, yeah, I, I think this is far more than um, the regular search index we know as it is about planning for the future, like you're saying with, with mobile and things of that nature. You know, again, it's no coincidence the rise of Android, buying Motorola, you know. Mm-hmm. the writings on the wall here so
4: now i I think something that that we all you know we're marketers so we all know this the internet as a whole has been based on money and so it's as as, as well okay the world as a whole is but the internet's no different now we're we're looking at an environment where Google's getting, Let's use the term better here. Um, Getting better at sort of what I had to do is predictive search, giving me the information quickly, not making me, you know, from my phone, from a desktop, knowledge graph, not having to actually go and, and isn't it pesky I actually have to click a site and get some real information. No, Now I got my snapshot. Definitely some benefits, definitely some drawback to it. But they're drawing from a pool of data that was developed in a time when These producers could actually go, hey, I'm going to monetize this, and so I can afford to spend X dollars per page of content that's being developed and per piece of information being developed. Are we about to see the world get stupider, then, as publishers no longer have any incentive or or even the means to produce good quality content for Google to draw from? You know,
3: I I think it's just a a reform rethinking of things you know the, the whole keyword not provided thing was kind of a funny timing in that I, I think quite a while ago people should have been thinking things not strings and and not looking at keyword research as they would about you know concepts and phrases and what, mm-hmm. what the user's looking to do I, I said to a few people that it you know, for like e-commerce sites and things of that, nature. your your new keyword research is going to be the sales department. You know, what I mean, what are the barriers to sales that they're getting when they're trying to sell the product? What um, the customer service department? What are the common questions that these people are getting in the customer service department? So, this is almost your new research because these are the kind of topics you want to answer the questions that that are common for your business. What are the, and that's where your content ideas should almost come from to a degree. What are these common barriers to sales that we you know? Let's create content around that. What are the common questions we're getting from people who have purchased a product from the customer service department. Let's create content around that. You know, as to keyword targeting and targeting a page and things of that nature that we did in the past, you know? Okay, guys, um, we're going to have to, we're gonna have to hold, slow down for a couple of seconds. Um, Dave, a couple of minutes
2: ago, you, you knocked it on the head. One of you, Dave, anyway, you knocked it on the head when you said monetize it because that's what we got to do right now. we got to monetize a couple of minutes. So we got to take a commercial break. Um, When we come back, we're going to be talking like some uh, – what's that phrase we love so oh yes action items
0: we're we going to be talking to somebody <laughs> somebody?
2: <laughs> here on uh, here on Webcology with uh, David Harry from the SEO Dojo and uh, Dave Davidson from SEO this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always if you listen to Webcology and Webmaster stick around back after these messages
1: sit tight and
0: don't move Webcology will be back after this short break
1: There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short, branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike, for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com.
0: The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City, November 6th and 7th. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes, education led by digital marketing's best and brightest, hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, nonstop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight Series, featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space buying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now for AdTech New York 2013 by going to na.ad-tech.com slash ny or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com slash ny.
1: Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. It's time to saddle up with the Search Cowboys. Search Cowboys will round up search engine marketing, social media, and more. Search Cowboys. On demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
2: TV commercials. They hired the guy who was doing the commercials for asp.com years ago and, uh, that's That's, <laughs> <a
3: sneak
2: preview. laughs> that's better than chicks with swords. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, this made a, uh, what a long strange industry it's been. Um... Friends, this is uh, Jim Edger from Digital Ways Media, Dave Davies from SEO, and David Harry from the SEO Dojo. We're back on Web Culture here on Webmaster We are talking about hummingbirds, and that was just a piece from Bye Bye Birdie, um, an uh, audio description of hummingbirds, I think.
3: Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Flight of the Hummingbird would be good too, though. You know. No,
2: that's Flight of the Valkyries. Big helicopters I
3: coming over the it. ridge, all painted in Google colors. No, that's <laughs> that's the Knowledge Graph theme song.
2: That's the Knowledge Graph theme song. Uh, Flight of the Hummingbird is the. You know that one? That's uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> you're thinking Flight of the Valkyries. You're thinking yes, Knowledge sure Graph. Up, yeah. Uh, great let's break this down a little bit what's the difference between the two there's the organic results drawn you know
3: through hummingbird and then there's knowledge graph well the knowledge, what sheriff, knowledge graph they, think they, call, of which you speak? they they call them cards and and it's stuff we started seeing originally over in the the right hand side for any kind of and it's mostly entity stuff. An entity is a person, a place, thing, an event, something of that nature. So we, we first started seeing them over on the right hand side, you know, um, of the results. Now we're kind of seeing them at the top at times. They call them cards. Um, I think a lot of this is drawn from Google Now. I'm I'm guessing because I know they have cards over in Google Now as well. So, um, and those are cards, and they're they're coming back based on different entity things. Um, and, and they can be personalized, like if. If I had some friends of mine searching my name the other day, and if they were logged in, you know, because over the years, we put David Harry, and Harry and David, the store comes up when you on a normal search. But if you put, you're logged in and you have um, a certain level of activity with me on various social graphs, um, Google will actually produce one for me for you if you're typing in my name, and it actually bumped it up above. So there's even even um, personalized personal and social graph elements that are producing knowledge graph cards. But yeah, they come back for a person, place, or thing, and they're coming back a lot for this conversational type search. You know, so young men um, there, young men out there.
2: This is um, how you can impress a first date. You got to first off bring your bring your laptop to the pub, and knowing she's searched you before you uh, before you actually go on the date, knowing she's done some some safety searches on you, you can show her how important you are by having the knowledge graph show up. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> <It's
1: brilliant,
3: laughs> huh? Yeah, it's good luck. Well, it was interesting. Even when we did it the other day, we were in a hangout while we were doing this, um, a Google Hangout. And it literally, in the Knowledge Graph card on the right hand side for my name, it said, David Harry is a Hangout Jam. And it had a button in the Google SERP to join the Hangout. Kid you not. It was kind of interesting.
2: That's very So, yeah, cool. so the knowledge graph that's
3: even comes so back cool. for the conversational search elements, meaning like um, a guy I know sent me like 10 or 20 of these the other day, and he was saying things in the, the conversational search like, uh, where oh can I watch Jesus. a movie this weekend? And it would come back with movies in his around his location, you know, uh, who, did, who, did, who did the Toronto Maple Leafs play next? And it came back with a, a schedule showing who the Leafs are playing next and links to the, both of the teams and stuff. So it, it's kind of t- tied to the conversational for sure. And that's what they were saying last week is that they've expanded it more. Um, we never know which one. You know I think
2: Davies and I both got hit with the same news at the same time. I'm going to take a <laughs> quick break into. Uh, okay. I take a quick break into here. Um, Shots have been fired at the U.S. Capitol. There's a shelter-in-place warning uh, being issued over Twitter. Uh, I Don't we really have any listeners in the U.S. Capitol? But um, that's just hit me from three different news feeds at the same time. There's a shelter-in-place warning in the U.S. Capitol. Right now, uh, in the in 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 Congress, like in, in the Capitol building. Uh, Apologies, I didn't mean to break in like that. I I just assumed when Dave Davies was quiet, he was also seeing the same news, uh, same news feeds.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Um, yeah. Okay. No. Um, Okay,
4: I'm going to switch back because we have nothing on that. And I guess, I mean, at this point, <laughs> I guess you're getting that on the news feeds. So.
3: All right.
4: <laughs>
3: um, more on this breaking story as we get. More, more on this breaking story, you know, <laughs> maybe
4: if if we get any details and it's, you know, um, something we, indeed, we have indeed, to cover. I'm on, but, um, something I, I'm predicting coming, and I, I'll be interested to, to hear your guys' feedback on this. Um you know, we, we lost our keyword data, so I'm going to gonna go a different route, but this, this ties into how I'm looking at Hummingbird anyway, how I'm using all this to try and figure out what the heck to do for our clients next and for our own website next. Um, so a lot of us, you know, Tom Craver chatted about it. Dave, I know you've chatted about it. A lot of SEOs have. You go to your webmaster tools, right? I need to know something about my keywords. We all do. Like, even if you're focusing on content, et cetera, et cetera, you, you still need to have an idea of what your keywords are what is driving your traffic. Um, so we all go over to Webmaster Tools, that tells us what keywords and, and that sort of thing is is coming in, where our impressions are, um, you know, uh, where our clicks are. To me in a lot of ways this is forcing a lot of good stuff for us. We're actually having to go for the keyword data where we should, and maybe get some opportunities we didn't even know existed. Um, but do you guys see at any point in the near future Google switching back and going, oh you like going there now? Well, sex to be you. We're going from exact to phase match now. Oh, is that helpful? Well, we're going to brought, like starting to force us even there to go.
3: Well, okay, but, but we still don't want to look at it. Keywords that. over at the <laughs> world, the <you know>, so. <laughs> Apparently, the NSA doesn't watch that stuff. I guess so they can sell sure. it, no problem. But. <laughs> Boy, yeah. wow. uh, but
4: but do you think in, in Webmaster Tools? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna take that tool away from it's in in the you know, sort of focus data where we can we look at these numbers and we can see, you know, here's how many clicks this phrase drove. I, I can't see it in analytics, so I can't see exactly what they did, but, you know, I, I can see that they came there. Do you think they're going to start pulling that back and start pulling maybe phrase, showing us the phrase match um, yeah. data in Webmaster Tools yeah, and Quad?
3: Once upon a time, they told us that the not provided would be single digits. So I think anything's <laughs> at this point, right? So, you know. I don't want to. Okay, you know what? No, they're going to leave it. Let us have that because, really,
2: yeah. what have we learned? So you, you open <laughs> that door, David, and I've I, I've I've got to walk through it. Is Google um is Google messing with SEOs?
3: No, I, I don't think we're as big a, a, as an. Who knows? You know, Matt Matt made another statement last week that they'd uh, <laughs> taken some stuff out of the the Google Trends and Insight tool because of spammers. Which I assume is the synonymous word for SEOs. <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know we, they, they've been doing lots of stuff on this end. You know, uh, is it directly like is, is hummingbird for SEOs? No, I, I think again it's about mobile. It's where they see the future search going, the keyword stuff. Is, I don't know. You know, who do you believe? The privacy stuff, this and that. Um, you know, how much was at that? Uh, you know, really, is it for us to take it away because of SEOs? I don't know if they really do that. You know, uh, back to Dave's thing, you know, the Webmaster Tools. Um, for the folks that don't know, you can actually import your query data from Webmaster Tools into Google Analytics and you can do a lot more with it there. Um, uh, they're not provided. You can you can set up filters in Google Analytics to break down. Um, you're not provided, so you can see it by landing page. And, you know, like I've said, you know, if you're half-decent SEO, I'm pretty sure you can tell what landing page keywords probably got there anyways. You know, mm, come on. <laughs> like, you know, if you, if you, you can't look at one of your pages and go, I have no idea what keyword film is. <laughs> you know, I think you might want to start flipping burgers anyways, points. <laughs> you know, but... And uh, I think even another important one, folks, as well as when you're looking at Query Data Webmaster Tools or Google Analytics, um, make sure you filter out the image stuff. Because interestingly enough, your average position and all that query data is inclusive of web, mobile, and Image search. We had a client one day going, "Wow, we've got fifty thousand impressions and all this kind of stuff." And you know, and sure enough, when I stripped it out, twenty four thousand of those were Google Image Search. So it's like, yeah, it's not as useful. <laughs> so I, I think that bears noting. But I don't know, Dave. You know what I mean? I've been, you know, I I believed in when they said single digit not provided. So <laughs> yeah, it's all on the table now, boy. I don't know. You know, a year from now that could be gone too. So. Okay,
2: guys, we're rounding into the uh, second half of the show. Um, actually, I think we've round that corner already. And I always run out of time before we actually get to how do you deal with it. And I, I want to jump to how do you deal with it. First of all, how radical, how different is Hummingbird? Um, should SEOs be really concerned about page placement as things stand today? Um. Uh, I'm going to jump in, and and David, I'll be interested to hear if if you agree with this. I think
4: right now, you know, a lot of us saw very little change. I I don't know, David, uh, what you saw, but I know we actually ended up starting to run a a series of ranking reports. Turns out it was in reaction to Hummingbird when we did see some change, but it wasn't anything massive. Um, But I think with what we're seeing here with Hummingbird, it's not so much about what can we do now, like how do we have to react today, We need to set the groundwork, but I think more important for us at this point, and I guess we do need to do it today, is we need to start predicting what the hell does this mean? Like, Google's just launching such rapid changes um, so quickly, it's clear what the direction is. Um, so i don't think it's so much about how do we make these quick adjustments it's not about a quick solution it's about being able to start to predict and that's where the likes of you i like to think myself um, and and david harry and you know terry and and a lot of the people we've had on the show have a bit of a perk is with this years of experience we i think we can do a decent job of predicting but i think in this case a hummingbird it's not so much how do we react to what we've just seen it's how do we react to what we need to be able to predict is coming from it and what they're trying to do in the future
3: yeah, you know, again, it's it's been out a, a month, six weeks, whatever, and so if you haven't seen negative effects, you probably won't at this point. You know, I don't think it's a, it's not a penguin moment, it's not a panda moment, it's not the world is has been crashing around the ears. I, I think if you've still been stable the last six weeks, you know, I, I don't think you really have a heck of a lot to worry about. That is, that's, uh, so if you were going to have a problem, you'd have had it already. Oh, indeed. Yeah, you would have felt it a while back, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I think, it, it, again, no need to freak out or panic, but I, I, I'd go with Dave for sure that it's it's kind of where, do we, where does this lead, like we were saying earlier? You so know, where does conversational search lead? Where does adapting, you know, the hummingbird adapting to query intent Lead meaning so being more intimate with your, your client's customer base, you know what I mean? Is probably again that's your new keyword research is is answer research and, and concepts and supporting themes again. It, semantic analysis I always give the Jaguar example you know, you've what's a Jaguar? Well, it wants a car, it's a football team, it's an operating system, it's a big cat, it's a bunch of stuff. So, how does Google figure these things out? Well, a page if I start saying to you some key phrases like hunts at night. Um, is is no, a known carnivore, is a big cat. Which Jaguar are, do you think I'm talking about? Well, that's pretty The easy guy to who out. owns
2: the vehicle, obviously.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's hunting for babes at night. He's, yeah, he's a big cat because he owns a Jag. And he's a carnivore. Oh, no, I'm not even going there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so I'm like Alta Vista, right?
1: <laughs>
3: but yeah, it, it's understanding how semantic analysis itself works and and trying again, people kept, you know, this isn't keyword stuffing and this isn't using synonyms or stemming. It's it's supporting concepts around content and answering and creating content that answers questions that consumers or people using Google might have. And that's what you're looking to do. It's like I said, it's not even keyword research anymore. It's a phrase research. It's answer research or concept research, you know? Okay. And I think, you know, I really like the way you phrased that. Keyword research is answer research. So
2: what are they asking? What are they asking of the website? What kind of information is the searcher trying to draw? And I had a really interesting experience. Um, as you guys know, I dabble in economics. That's my, my side hobby um, uh, obsession. And uh, I really wanted to figure out how much $350,000 $350, in 1962 dollars would be worth in, you know, in today's currencies in, uh, uh, with inflation. So I typed exactly that into Google after after Hummingbird had been announced. Um, you know, uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollars using the dollar symbol, uh, nineteen sixty two converted for inflation. Very first result in the description, I got my answer, and it was a very credible
3: answer. Well, then, then you've got the whole Orion thing. There was an algorithm Google picked up, I think, oh, two thousand and five or six or something like that, maybe even earlier, and it was called Orion by a guy named Ori Alon. And and when we went back and we kind of researched some of this kid's work, um, when he was in university, he was doing work on what was called, <laughs> you're ready for all those tin no click searching. Meaning that people would get the answer from the search engine without necessarily having to click through to the website. And interesting enough, <laughs> there seems to be a lot of that going on right now. So, so okay, let me ask
2: and 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 throw on the tinfoil hat if you have to answer this question,
3: because I'm you know I'm pretty sure that,
2: that that everyone has pretty much the same conclusion. I, I'd be really interested if you guys had a different one. Why would Google do that? You know,
3: a simple question. Why would Google well, want Google's you on their first page? Google's a destination now. It's not a search engine, I think. You know, I think that's important. The search is just part of it. You know, like you, you need, you can't, like YouTube comments now are through G+. Like All roads lead to Google+. And it may sound like crazy heresy, but I bet you someday, in the next couple of years, YouTube itself might even get rolled in there. You know well, what I mean? I mean it, it, it's a stated goal of theirs is to get everybody onto this Google+, and into this, this one platform. Didn't Larry Page himself at one time say... Google is basically Google Plus. That's what. Well, after when they gave uh, when they gave uh, old Eric Schmidt the boot, that was part of the all hands on. That was part of the all, all hands on neck, Let's say they went over to Google Plus, and it's a stated goal at this point. So, yeah, it's becoming a destination, not just a search engine. Now, what's their motivation? Well, it's for the users, right? <laughs> yeah, right, what? It's for the users. Okay. It has nothing to do with those ads and stuff on the site. Okay, well, well, everybody, uh, you know,
2: tones down and uh, you know, don't write us those letters. We're just joking. Um, We're going to take a commercial break here on WebmasterRadio.fm. David Harry was just joking. He knows it's not the users. Um, (laughs) Sarcasm. Anyway, folks, we've got to take a break here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of David Harry, who's over at the SEO Dojo. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're making some money, but we'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned.
0: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders
4: of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and -and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com.
0: Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Learn more at www.Infusionsoft.com slash radio. Who dares enter the sacred and awesome presence of the everlasting know-it-all, Yoga? My name is Barry Schwartz. I am the keeper of a greater magic, a power known throughout the universe. As the, the Force? No. The Schwartz. There's something to check out. Discover the power of Barry Rusty Brick Schwartz and the search at your round table on the Pulse. the Pulse. On demand anytime. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology
2: here on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm and I want to thank Brasco for playing that last commercial because we have not had a show for over a what, month, two months, where Barry Schwartz's name <laughs> has not been mentioned in one way or another. So uh, Brasco, dude, Thank you, because I don't think we only have like 15 minutes. I don't think we're going to get it in there. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I think you actually just did, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you just actually mentioned his name. So I needed to make it official. They gave me the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> we're,
2: we're back on it. Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media and Dave David from Beanstalk SEO. We're joined by David Harry from the SEO Dojo. We're talking Hummingbird. And uh, yeah, I renamed it. It's no longer hummingbird. It just makes you want to think. So it's like hummingbird. Um, take up the U and it's spelled correctly. Um, we don't got to react quickly. We established that in the last segment, webmasters. If you were going to have a problem through hummingbird, if you were going to lose positioning and lose ranking, you probably would have lost it already. But a key a key phrase used in the in the last segment was the phrase "moving forward." So I'm going to put it to, uh, to, to both of you, actually. Um, what should we be building into our websites or into our clients' websites to make them more um, humming Google-friendly?
4: Well, uh, to me, and uh, it's funny, it's something that we should have been doing before, and, and we probably were, um, but I think it's going to become more important now is, and, and David, you may disagree, but you would more if you were Terry, circa two years ago anyway, on a stage Uh with me. Um, Schema. Um, I think the thing is, to to me, if Google's trying – and that's not the the end-all be-all, but if Google's trying to provide me answers – um then what i need to do is provide google with every bit of information exactly as i'm intending it to be delivered so if i want google to, to be able to provide for a user an answer on you know what's a great hotel in seattle and i run a hotel in seattle i need to provide every little bit of information from pricing to reviews everything i need to get everything to them and i need to drink the Kool-Aid and get that all into google properties um both through schema and through um, you know, Google Places, Google Plus, you know all that sort of stuff. So, um, to me, it's a it's a we need to change. Well, not change, but it's become more important to deliver all of our information in a manner that is easily parsed by Google and easily understood by Google. And then, yeah, suck it up and and get as involved in in Google properties as we can. It's always been important, but I think in the in the world of hummingbirds, it's it's just going to get more so.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. Um s- semantic markups a bit of a red herring as far as I'm concerned in the sense that what what no 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 wait wait for it. Um I do think it's a good idea. I I just don't think you should go and re reprogram your entire 2,000 million page fucking bloody site because of it. Um <laughs> Just what I think they've done is—is is this is a lot like we started seeing implicit closing of the loop with authorship, meaning, you know, Google was showing authorship places where you people didn't even mark it up; they were making implicit connections and still showing it. To me, right. a lot of this stuff we've seen structured data coming in, and, and we've seen rich snippets, and we've seen things like that from sites that didn't have semantic markup. So, you know, I I still wonder at some point because they know that adoption is going to be low for certain things. Um, are they using that as their test bed, as a le- for the learning algorithms? Are they using that as as a place to start? You, because again, I, I think at some point they will just start being able to provide this kind of data without the semantic markup whatsoever. But let, okay. let, me,
2: let me ask you, let me ask you a question this way, then, David Harry. Um, you know how like uh, when you when you get a new computer, it has default settings, and some people who know what they're doing can trick the computer out, and some people are just better off sticking with the default settings. Could schema be, you know, sort of like the tricking out, the more experienced people could do and rely on Google just finding the information be more like the default
3: setting? Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, again, I still advise it. If somebody's redoing their site, if someone's rebuilding a site, building a site from scratch, I'm all about the semantic. Go for it. Get it in there. Do I advise, you know, a larger brand... Site that I'm working with to, to spend, you know, 50, 60, 70 thousand dollars redoing a whole site just to do that. I'm not so sure I go there because, again, I've seen them take tablature data and different types of data, present them in the SERPs. When you go to that page, sure enough, there's no semantic markup on that well, data, it's tablature and, and stuff of that nature. So they're finding and, ways to produce it anyway. So,
2: well, for sure. And I would suggest that in, in, in the case of the, the example you just raised, David, there's uh, you know, that site, 70,000 pages, has been around for a while. It's been in Google's index for a while, and Google spent a good lot, a good number of years making discovery around that website, and making some things around that site. Um, but Dave Davies, if you're building a brand new site for a client, like you know, like David Harry said, you're 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 at like template starting ground. That gives you a heck of a lot of power to start adding the scheme information. It does, and it's funny. That's that's
4: one of the reasons it's top of my mind is we're dealing with two um redevelopments of sites both of which this is going to be key to them Uh, although it's funny all i could think of when dave harry was mentioning his point is well or am i just teaching them how to better parse the information on stronger sites (laughs) (laughs)
3: competing (laughs) now yeah as far as what people can do with the hummingbird stuff again I, i as from what we can tell none of this is really about ranking signals so so a lot of the the old everything we 've been doing, everything that we understand as ranking factors up till now is pretty standard This is really kind of seemingly again a lot about mobile, so if you 're not thinking mobile, I would probably be doing that and and it 's about how you 're phrasing pages how you 're answering questions, what kind of- co- what kinds of content you 're developing because again it's almost like they 're taking out stop words you stop words used to be something they throw out in a search query, but just like the Googler said it, and if you listen you know. You kind of read between the lines of what he's saying, too, as far as Hummingbird pays more attention to each word in the query, ensuring that the whole query is taken into account. So, again, it's, I think Dave used the word predictive <laughs> earlier, and I think predictive is a great word for this as well, that there, there is a predictive element of trying to understand the implicit intent of what the searcher is looking for, not ex- the exact words used to get there. You know? Well,
2: Okay, well, that, 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 that almost brings up the old joke. A uh, SEO walks into a bar. And, uh, you know, he orders a gin and tonic. Now, actually, you no. Know I don't know my alcohols that well, so somebody will have to complete the joke for me. You know how it goes. He orders the never-ending description of a gin and tonic.
3: Yeah, synonym, synonym, synonym. Yeah. Uh, S.O. so Washington, like
2: like <laughs> a bar, pub, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
3: yeah. Do, do we got to start
2: like that? Do we have to make sure that, like, you know, one sentence addresses it this way and then a paragraph down another sentence addresses it that way?
3: Um... Again, Google's going to try and, and and take the the user's query and present results that they think is what they want. So your page still needs the usual ranking factors. Your page, it's just again, it's more about how you're targeting it and what answers you're giving with the page, what concepts you're covering with the page, and from a semantic analysis element, what uh, relative concepts are attached around that. You know, again, back to the Jaguar example. You know, it's not keyword stuffing. It's not synonyms. It's it's. You know, I was joking with Dr. Pete yesterday about the Moz, and I said, you know, where's that LDA tool I made fun of last year? Can I take a look at it? <laughs> you know, this might actually be handy. Um, to, yeah, I understand. You know, I because, I, you know, if I could get, you know, something that would let's say take take every possible modifier of those blue widget serves ten of them um take all scrape all ten results on across those take those pages now and find common hubs take those hub pages now stuff them into something like an lde tool that's going to analyze those pages for semantic concepts that are that are common to all those pages you might actually come up with something that was usable all right so did you just did you just tell rand how to build a new tool (laughs) <laughs> no I to pay for that one. Man. No. Worries. I'm just making it real fuzzy at the moment.:
4: <laughs> um, I think something else that we need to consider too, and, and it was really subtle I, Again, Dave, um, thanks for the reminder, David. Uh, in the wording of it, will be, will be user intent? Do you have to rank for everything that would be on a page? And I, I think that's an interesting question we'll be answering uh, into the future. If I looked up something like, I don't know, economic policies of Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler. Um, If I was looking this up, does it have to be Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler smattered throughout the page? No, you can draw information from one that's great on Joseph Stalin and one that's great on on Adolf Hitler um, and start to pull this data in and provide me one one resource. I think this is going to lead to, um, and and to your points earlier, David, um, a lot of specific targeting around exactly what you are. You need to be great at you. And as Google gets more and more sophisticated, they'll draw from you what they need, and they'll draw from, from other sources what they need and, and sort of compile it. The question will be, what the hell do I get out of this if they're drawing my data out? <laughs> and, and, and will I actually end up getting a visitor? And that's the question that has me concerned. Um, and that's the question that I, I think is, you know, we're going to have to wait and see, is if they start taking all this great information and showing it in
2: knowledge graphs and answering it out on the phone without actually having to click through, what the hell's in it for me? Uh, you know what we've lost David again. that's really too bad we're in well you know what we're under our last two minutes um and let's face it he'd take it a half hour to answer that question anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway no um you know, what, what I would say back if I was David is I'd be saying you know what to some degree or another that's going to happen. We see it happening now. The question in my mind is, can Google sell my product? Can Google put itself in between me and um my checkout counter, my, my, my uh, shopping card, and make a few bucks on the side. That, that's a big question. The moment Google starts offering that to merchants, and I believe they do already, actually, um, there may be trouble in the, uh, in the SEO world.
4: So I think an interesting question that we won't have time certainly to answer or, or even discuss then will be, is there going to be in the future signs where a drop in my traffic is a good sign? Um, and, you know, if basically, if Google's starting to draw all this great information, because I build a great resource, and users of long-tail information-based queries are never going to actually get to my site, so I'm going to lose them. But when it comes time to make that conversion-oriented query, Google trusts me more because of all this great information, and so my my sort of um, conversion-oriented queries um, start to drive more traffic, because I built this trust over in the ones that no longer are, are are driving
2: traffic, but are still being shown in uh, in Google search. And that's um, that'll be an we, interesting. thing. That's something we might know uh, what two, maybe three months from now. Yeah, yeah, you know? I would say so. But until then, we're just going to you know sort of just talk about it. <laughs> wonder about it. <laughs> um, we are thirty seconds away. So, uh, um, Dave, you're in Whistler right now, are you? I'm not. No, nope. oh. I'm looking forward to it, though. I will be there eventually. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. It's my 45th birthday in two days. So uh, now that I hear the background music, I'm out of here. <laughs> Friends, you've been listening to web quality here on Radio.fm on behalf of Dave Davis from Beansock SEO. And by the way, you can find him Dave at beanstalkseo.com. I'd like to thank David Harry from the SEO dojo. You can find him at a Google hangout near you just about any time or, um, you know, visit, uh, visit the SEO dojo. um, Jim Hedger, we want th- uh, from Digital Always Media, Jim at digital and I also want to thank Brasco, our, uh, our producer. You rock brother. Thanks once again. We'll join you next week.